if Jesus would have gotten distracted by what other people thought about him and his ministry, we wouldn't have gotten to see two of the greatest miracles that ever took place. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we believe your church can grow, should grow, and that your personal development as a leader really, really will make a difference. Um, one of the things we're going to, or the thing we're going to talk about in this episode is dealing with criticism and how it leads to unhealthy thoughts in our minds and if we begin to let our minds focus on unhealthy thoughts, it takes us to places that we don't want to be. Like if we have an unhealthy diet, if we're eating like um, candy and drinking energy drinks all the time, it may temporarily get us through, but at the end of the day, it's not going to bring us the long-term results that we really want. So I wanted to talk about that because... Our unhealthy thoughts are usually generated by what other people say about us. And I, I got the idea for this podcast in reading through the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus had quite a ministry going on. The whole salvation of the world thing, you would think that everybody would be in on that. Like everybody would be super excited. And I saw something in Matthew chapter 13 that I've never really seen before, but it led to this idea of not letting unhealthy thoughts get us off track as a leader. Um, Matthew says in Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 and 54, when Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown, where when he taught there in the synagogue, Everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? And that's one of those things that Jesus did not allow flattery to take him off track either. You know, one of the things we talk about um, in leadership is dealing with critics, but oftentimes we got to learn how to deal with the positive comments that come our way. And not because if we let people build us up too much, then we begin to rely on them building us up and we lose sight of our calling and we begin to depend on people more than we depend on God. That wasn't even in my notes. But anyway, so, so Jesus goes back to Nazareth and it looks like things are going well for him. But all of a sudden in Matthew chapter 13, verse 55, Matthew said, then they scoffed. Now this is in the New Living Translation. But I read that and I was like, What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. So if you've got people that don't believe in your leadership, understand that Jesus 
had people that didn't believe in his leadership either. Um, then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Now, as you're reading through the text, what's really um, captivating and a little bit dangerous about it is everything that the people were saying about Jesus was true. Like, for example, this is the carpenter's son. Well, that's true. We know his mother Mary. Well, that's true. We know his brothers. That's true. We know his sisters. That's true. But in spite of all that, they were deeply offended at him. And here's the concept or the principle that we need to walk away from. Some people will not be able to handle who you who you are becoming, and the only way they can rise up is by tearing you down. They refused to believe. Now, here's what's phenomenal. Jesus makes a comment about the fact that they didn't believe, and he moved on. He kept going. And what captured my attention about this particular text was in Matthew chapter 14 is where he performed two of his, I would say, most popular miracles, where he walked on water and he fed 5,000. Actually, he fed 5,000, then he walked on water. But think about this for a second. If Jesus would have gotten distracted by what other people thought about him and his ministry, we wouldn't have gotten to see two of the greatest miracles that ever took place. Jesus didn't let people distract him from the direction that God was calling him into. So how do we deal with scoffing? How do we deal with scoffing? I'm using the acrostic scoff, S. C-O-F-F, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. The letter S in scoff, stop listening to the wrong voices. Stop listening to the wrong voices. One of the things that I get questioned about a lot is how do you handle both positive and negative comments on social media? Um, Here's how I feel about it. Opinions should be weighed, not counted. And just because someone has an opinion doesn't mean they should be listened to. Uh, I heard somebody say one, one time that criticism should be treated like chewing gum. You should take in the chewing gum, chew on it, you know, and get the good out of it and then spit it out. The problem was that comment was made way before social media ever came about. In fact, when that comment was made, the criticism usually came in the form of a letter to the editor of the local newspaper. The person who wrote the letter had to actually sign their name. They didn't get to be, you know, uh, you know, Paul Pants 182. Um, they had to sign their name. It got printed in the newspaper. It got talked about for a few weeks. And then it was forgotten. But today's world, people have so many people coming at them sideways on a consistent basis. That's why we um, have to listen to the right voices. You know, John the Baptist, Jesus had a comment about this. John the Baptist didn't eat or drink. And they said, he has a demon. Jesus ate and drank with sinners, and they said, he's a demon. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you 
that one of the best things that you can do as a leader, that I can do as a leader, is face the fact that there's always going to be people out there that do not like us. And until we get secure with that, we will cease to experience all that God has for us. Um, God has not called us to a popularity contest. Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it really is the wrong. It really is the right thing. And here's one more thing: if we listen to the wrong voices, we will distract people that we lead into listening to those voices too. For example, when I used to get negative comments on social media years ago when it first started, in fact, when Twitter was big and Instagram wasn't even around, somebody would leave a negative tweet and I would become so angry that I would leave my office, walk down the hallway, ask my staff, have you seen this? Then they're getting angry So what happened to me is I became an ineffective leader. I would argue a bad leader because I was focusing the attention of the people that I led on to the wrong voices. I'm not saying we shouldn't listen to people. I'm saying opinions should be weighed and not counted. Brother C in Scoff says, Uh, It stands for concentrate on your calling. Concentrate on your calling. Listen, just because people do not believe in you does not mean that God has changed his mind about you. I was reading the other day um, in the New Testament, and the Apostle Paul was writing, I think it might have been in Corinthians, um... God, I can't remember. I hate it when people quote stuff, and they, but but I'm doing it right now. So, but this is my podcast. Hey, um, but Paul was like, you know, I'm an apostle, even though some people say that I'm not. And I remember looking at it, going, "What?" Like there were people that thought that Paul wasn't an apostle. Like we look at that today, and we go, "What the heck?" But. Paul had people questioning his calling. But we see in Acts chapter 9 that Paul was clearly called. So for me, one of the things that I do when I face criticism is I have to focus on my calling because if I let the criticism become louder than my calling, I will always stray off the path. But if I'll focus on my calling more than the criticism, I have the potential to make better decisions, wiser decisions, and more positive decisions that impact people in a positive way. This is why Peter, the apostle Peter, was able to accomplish so much. It's because he kept messing up over and over again. But at the end of the day, Peter knew He was called, and that calling on his life was the difference. He didn't have to worry about the times he messed up. He would just get up, clean up, and keep on going. The letter O in scoff stands for operate in confidence. Operate in confidence. One of the 
biggest struggles that I have, and in most of the surveys that I've done, one of the biggest struggles that most leaders have is confidence. I mean, I, I, I get, I'm, I'm so insecure. I still get nervous before I speak. It doesn't matter how big or small the group is. It doesn't matter where the location is. I have to go pee about 70 times, and then I check my zipper about 140 times because I'm paranoid. I'm going to be on YouTube one day with my zipper wide open. That'd be embarrassing. Um, but I really struggle with insecurity. But as we look at the ministry of Jesus, he operated in confidence. Like he stepped out of the situation in Nazareth, he said what he needed to say, and he kept on going. So how do you get confidence? Hey, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. Here's what works for me. I pray for confidence on a consistent basis. I pray for confidence on a consistent basis. And I can say this, being in ministry now for 25, 30 years, I'm way more confident than I am today than I was 25, 30 years ago. Um, but I've got a long way to go because all of us take shots um, when it comes to our confidence, when we make a bad decision or we say something we didn't mean to say, or when we say something that gets taken out of context and we begin to question everything in our mind, it really affects our confidence. So um, the way to get past it is operate in confidence. And the best way to operate in confidence is to actually continually ask God for confidence. The letter F in scoff, the first F, is fight when necessary. Fight when necessary. I used to think that when it came to arguments on social media that I needed to engage everybody every time they said something negative. And nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, I think 90 to 95% of the comments should just be ignored. We should block these people, ban these people, whatever. But every once in a while, a fight has to take place. For example, for example, in Matthew 23, Jesus goes off on the Pharisees. It's the seven woes in Matthew chapter 23. And it's, it's one of those things where he absolutely goes off because Jesus is an encourager. He's loving people. He's building them up. And then all of a sudden, he absolutely, and, he, and there's no wonder he gets killed like three or four chapters later. Um, an opportunity, an opportunity for a fight doesn't mean we have an obligation for a fight. Just because we have an opportunity doesn't mean we have an obligation. So we need to, to fight when necessary. For example, um, I try to stay out of a lot of social media debates. Every once in a while, I'll jump into one, um, and it's usually not very wise to do so. But uh, a few years ago, somewhat, somebody publicly said that I never cared about lost people at any point in my ministry. Now, people can say that um, they don't like the way I preach. They can say that I, they don't like the clothes I wear. They don't like the particular style that I use. All of that's fine. It's down to personal preference. But when you, when, when you question 
my motives, that for me was a line in the sand, and I did engage, um, I, and it wasn't an ongoing debate. It was just a, hey, this is what you said, this is, this is why it's not true, and then I moved on. Because sometimes when people scoff, we have to fight when necessary. We see examples of Jesus fighting in Matthew 23, and then moving on in Matthew chapter 13. The last F in scoff is focus on what is next. Focus on what is next. Scoffing is a major distraction by the enemy because he wants to get our focus on the wrong people and the wrong things. And hey, if the enemy seems to be coming after you um, more more consistently recently, there must be something valuable inside of you because the enemy doesn't break into empty houses. Let me say it again. The enemy doesn't break into empty houses. And so if you feel like you're getting a lot of scoffing, a lot of negative attention from people, it's time to really ask God about that next step in ministry and not allow yourself to get distracted. Um, Every time, well, let me say it this way. I'll quote T.D. Jakes. He said one time, and I never will forget it, New levels bring new devils. I'll say it again. New levels bring new devils. And so when you're facing more and more and more opposition, I believe most of the time it's the enemy trying to get you to either back off that next step or not see it all. So when you're getting opposition, look for the opportunity that God has brought your way. All of us, all of us as leaders— have to fight through unhealthy thoughts, and they're going to be in our minds. But we have a choice as to who we give access um, to our minds. And if we're constantly looking for affirmation on social media, what will happen is that the, the same people that build you up will eventually tear you down. Hey, I had a guy say it to me one time, and I've never forgotten Those that deify will eventually crucify. Those that deify will eventually crucify. So it comes down to our calling. It comes down to weighing the opinions of the people that we trust the most. And it comes to moving on instead of standing still and fighting an unnecessary battle. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. I hope it's helped you out and keep up the good fight. Hope summer's going awesome for you. The best really is yet to come. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.